Hello, and welcome to Educators to Educators podcast. I'm Carrie Conover, and welcome to this episode, Limbo State of Mind. Today, I'm going to dig deep and talk about how I have really struggled with limbo in the past. We're going to talk about what limbo is, why it's so uncomfortable for so many of us, And we're going to talk through some examples of how you can turn your state of limbo around. Before we get started, today's episode is sponsored by Educators to Educators membership site. Our membership site is full of hundreds of professional development opportunities and videos and resources that you're absolutely going to love whether you are a pre-service teacher or a veteran teacher, there's tons of content for you. I wanted to let you know that starting in late February, early March, we are moving into Career Boost at the membership site. We're gonna talk everything from building your resume, interviewing, types of interview questions, how to build a side hustle if you wanna make some extra cash, how to start a hobby such as a podcast or a YouTube channel, Or if you're thinking about possibly transitioning out of the classroom and trying a role at an education company, we are going to have it all for you you during the career boost phase starting at the end of February. So make sure you get signed up so you have access to all those videos and you're ready to take your career to the next level. You can learn more at educators2educators.com. All right, let's get started talking about a limbo state of mind. I've lived a lot of life and I have become really good at paying attention to the conversation in my head and knowing why in this, the source of sometimes why I'm feeling a little down. And what I've realized is that the hardest thing for me is when I am facing limbo. So what is limbo? Limbo is a temporary state that we might be in for a day, a few days, weeks, possibly months. And limbo is a state where we lack any type of movement in our life. So we're kind of stuck and we're not moving backward, but we're not moving forward. And limbo can be very, very uncomfortable for many people. I know for me, I'm a go-getter. I like to be moving forward and growing and knowing what is coming next. And so I've realized as I've grown as a human that limbo makes me extremely uncomfortable. There's so many reasons why we as human beings and as educators can feel limbo. So some of the reasons might be a life transition. Maybe you're moving, maybe you're changing roles, maybe a family member is sick, maybe um, you know, something big is changing, you're, you're uh, moving. Um, you could also be having family issues or friend issues. Maybe there's um, a little rift in your family that you're trying to work through. Also, instability of relationships. This includes romantic relationships, professional relationships, friendships. There's an instability and you're not quite sure where that relationship is going to go. People are wired, we are wired, especially as educators, to have goals, to have direction, and to take action. It makes us feel more comfortable in our skin when we know where we're going and we're acting on it. And you know what? 
When we know the answer to what's happening next in our personal and professional lives, it brings us comfort and we feel like our life has direction and meaning. But what if we don't have the answer to the question of what's happening tomorrow, what's happening next week, what's happening next month? This can cause us to feel like we are in limbo. Now, there in my mind, I categorize limbo when I feel that I'm in a state of limbo into two lanes. The first lane is when I'm in limbo with myself. The second lane is when I'm in limbo with other people. And so I want to walk through some examples today of both of those lanes, something that maybe you might be facing in your life. So when you're in limbo with yourself, when you're trying to make a decision and it's all about you, many times you're staying in limbo because you have fear and you have fear of what's coming next. You have fear of if I make a decision, what's that outcome going to bring me? You have fear of the future. You have fear of the unknown. And these things can cause us, if we stay in that limbo and, and don't work through it, a lot of stress, stress and anxiety and, and many times can put us in a state of depression. So I want to go through three examples of how you might be in limbo yourself. So let's say that you are thinking about a move. Maybe you're living in an apartment or a home and your family isn't ex expanding or you're kind of bored living where you are um, and you want to move. And you've been thinking about it for weeks and months, but you just can't quite make a decision. So that limbo of wanting something, of wanting to make change, but not taking any action on it, not moving forward or just making a decision to stay where you are, can cause you to feel anxious. So some of the ways that you could go about getting out of that state of limbo is gathering information. Maybe on the once a week or once a month, you go out and you look at different apartments. You go with a friend, you go with a spouse, you go by yourself and you just go to open houses and you look at new places and you gather information about finances and where else you could live that makes you feel better about your decision. And maybe that gathering of information will light a fire for you and make you want to move, or maybe it'll make you appreciate what you have and make you wanna stay where you are. Now, you could also sit and talk it out with a friend. Say, hey, I'm thinking about this move, I just need you to help me go through the pros and cons and get the insight and talk it out with someone else. You also should pay attention of what's going on in your head. Maybe you have some self-talk you need to look at. Maybe you're doubting yourself. Maybe you're saying, mm, I don't think I can handle a move. I don't, I've never done a move on my own, or I don't know that I can afford it. I, you know, I'm not making very much money. I'm a, I'm a poor spender. I make bad spending decisions. Maybe you're talking yourself out of it. So pay attention to that self-talk. So those are just some a couple of the ideas if you're dealing with that on your own. So now let's talk about the other lane. Let's say that you are struggling in limbo because of the result of other people. So we've talked about if it's in yourself that a lot of times this goes to fear and self-doubt. 
But what if this limbo is caused by someone else, other people? Now, when I find that I'm in limbo and I'm in charge, I have learned to be able to tackle my fears and I know how to move forward and get out of that limbo pretty easily. Where I've struggled in the past is when other people are causing me to be in limbo and it causes me to feel that I have a lack of control and that makes me super uncomfortable. I also feel many times that I start to doubt myself or feel insecure when other people have my life in their hands. So let's take that same moving example and let's say that your roommate, you live with a roommate and they come to you and say, hey, I wanted to let you know, I'm applying for a job in another city and I may need to break our lease and you'll need to find another roommate. And I'm not gonna know the answer to if I have this new job for probably a month or six weeks, but I wanted to give you heads up. Now, this state of limbo is really hard because, well, you have no control whether that person gets that job. So let's talk about how you can regulate the anxiety and the lack, you know, the feelings that you're getting because you don't have control. So once again, going back to this gathering of information, instead of just sitting and worrying about it all the time, maybe you could become proactive. Maybe you could put your feelers out to work and say, Hey everyone, this isn't for sure, but I may be looking for another roommate. So if you've known anyone, can you please keep your ears out for me? Maybe you go on to some roommate searching sites and you start looking for an ideal roommate so that you're gathering information. Um, another thing that you could do is think through your finances. What if you did lose this roommate? Could you talk to your roommate and say, hey, you're, you, if you move, you're going to be putting me in a financial uh, financially uncomfortable situation. Could we work out a way where maybe you cover the rent or half the rent? Um, could you ask your new employer to, uh, for some funds to help cover the rent or this situation that you're going to be putting me through? So you could go out and gather information and take action while you're in limbo, but you could also face that probably a little bit uncomfortable conversation with your roommate and talk about how this is going to inconvenience you. And most likely if you have this, what, what I like to call fierce conversation with the person, a conversation that's uncomfortable, but must happen, you're going to find that that person's going to work with you. Also in that conversation, maybe you say, I'm also feeling sad. I don't want to lose you as a roommate. Also dig deep into why, you know, you might be feeling that, you know, a sadness or another emotion inside of that limbo. Let's go back and talk about another example that just has to do with you. And remember with you, a lot of times fear comes into play. So let's say you want to apply to grad school. You want to go back and get your master's degree. Again, this decision is all about you right now. You haven't applied and you're just thinking, oh, it'd be really nice to go back to grad school, but you're taking no action. You're not moving forward. You're not doing any of the work, but you're also not saying, no, I'm, I've made the decision not to apply to grad school. These little decisions in our lives, I feel like sometimes they are underneath the surface and actually are causing us anxiety that we're not even really aware of. So let's say you want to apply to grad school. I think one of the things for me when I am in limbo, 
I have gotten so good at labeling it and just saying, oh my gosh, the reason I'm feeling so uncomfortable about this is that I'm in limbo and I can't make a decision. And for me, I have certain people in my life, such as my husband, that I can go to and say, I'm in limbo. You know I don't handle limbo well. Help me talk through this. So I think that labeling limbo is one of the first steps to conquering the, you know, the things that you feel when you are in limbo. So label it and say, I'm doing a horrible job about making a decision about applying to grad school. I'm in limbo here. And then thinking through why am I not applying? Why, what is actually holding me back? Is it money? Is it self-doubt? Is it change scares me? And maybe it's time to go to a counselor or a therapist and just say, hey, I'd like to have a couple sessions with you to help me get through this decision-making process. Now, that's an example if you're on your own. Now, let's flip it. Let's say you've made the decision to apply to grad school, but now you're waiting to hear back from the schools to whether you are accepted. This could take months, and now your limbo is in the hands of others. So this can be really, really tough when you're waiting for a decision and it does put your life in limbo. So what I would suggest if you're in a state like this where it's gonna be a little bit longer of time, something that you can do is think about the challenges that are gonna arise in either situation. I like to make lists that say, maybe you make a T-chart, okay? What is my life gonna look like if I don't make it into grad school? What could I do? What are my alternatives? Do I wanna travel? What are some of the challenges I'm gonna face if I don't make it into grad school? And on the other side, you make a list of what are the challenges gonna be if you do make it into grad school? And so if you make a list of, you know, I'm not gonna be able to tra uh, travel if I go to grad school. I might need to move to a smaller apartment. I might need to, uh, you know, quit my job. I mean, there are going to be obstacles that you're going to have to face on either side. So maybe if you don't make it into grad school, it might make you feel kind of sad and depressed. So when you go through and make those challenges, you can start to prepare for those challenges instead of sitting around and thinking, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it into grad school. I don't know if they're going to accept me. You're actually taking action to be prepared for either side of the coin. That really helps me when I am in limbo about a decision that someone else is making. My third example I wanna use is more of a school-based example. So I think that limbo in relationships is really, really tough because you're relying on other people. So let's talk about um, limbo within yourself. So maybe you feel in your gut that your colleague, there's a colleague that is talking about you a lot and kind of saying negative things behind your back and maybe hurting your reputation. But you do nothing about it, you have no evidence, you just have a gut feeling. You are in limbo with yourself right now. And there's a fear there that's keeping you from addressing this situation. I think a lot of people are scared of hard conversations. They are scared because they're scared that the person may not listen and be open to what their feelings and what their thinking is. So in this situation, you're scared to go to that colleague because you feel that you might approach them and they may blow you off or they may say, yeah, I am talking about you. I'm mad at you about something. And maybe you're scared to face the thing that they're mad at you about. 
maybe it's more comfortable for you to sit back in limbo and be like, oh, I wonder if that person's talking about me. I kind of think they're talking about me. I don't think they like me. Instead of going to the person and just saying, hey, I would love to sit down and have coffee with you. I feel like I'm being, you know, I feel a little insecure. I feel like maybe I did something to you and I, I really value you as a person. I'd really like to get to the bottom of it. I find that when I feel that someone's talking about me or there's an uncomfortable situation that I need to address, I start making up stories in my own head about the situation that aren't based in fact and reality. And 99.999% of the time, if I just approach the person and ask them about it, or I try to you know, work on that relationship, I find that I have made up a lot of untrue things in my head. Limbo can cause you to create your own stories. So if you are in limbo with a colleague, I suggest you try to sit down and have a conversation with them. Let's talk about if you're in limbo though, and it does involve others. So let's say you repeatedly kind of butt heads with a colleague. We know this happens in schools. Not everyone lives in kumbaya, perfect, everyone gets along land. Let's say you repeat, you repeatedly kind of butt heads with a colleague and that colleague goes to your admin and tells them about it. And your admin sends a, an email out saying that she wants to meet with both of you next Thursday. Now, let's say that you have eight days until that meeting. This puts you in a state of limbo with other people. And this is where you will start to feel that lack of control and super uncomfortable. When you see those people in the hallway, when you see your admin, you may think, oh my gosh, that's all they're thinking about. They don't like me. They think I'm a bad employee. This person lied about me. I mean, you can again start making up all these stories in your head. So what could you do in that situation? Maybe you could go and try to talk with that colleague and say, hey, I know that you talked to Mrs. So-and-so. I'm really happy to meet with her. Would you be care would you be comfortable meeting one-on-one -on -one before we meet with her to try to solve this on our own? I think we can do it on our own. Could we meet tomorrow? Also, that colleague might not be open to that. And you have to sit in that time for eight days. So some of the things that you could do in this time is come up with a really big, exciting project to do with your students in those eight days. Do something super counter to that negativity and do something really positive with your students and let your students make school a fun and positive experience for those seven or eight days. Also, maybe do some self-reflection. What have you done to contribute to this limbo that you're in with this person? And really be honest with yourself. Again, pay attention to that self-talk. Don't let yourself spin out and make up a story about this situation. Write down the facts. Talk it out with a trusted friend. What are the facts here? What happened? Where did I misstep? What things have I done? Talk it out, but stay factual. Don't let yourself get too emotional about it. For me, really understanding limbo and how it has played out in past experiences with me and how it has caused me to act irrationally at sometimes has been a game changer in my life. The fact that when I'm in limbo, I can just label it is huge. And I know that 
Limbo within myself is an easy fix. It's usually rooted in some type of fear of making a decision. And I know that when I'm in limbo with others, it's because I lack control and someone else has a control over part of my life. And I know the quicker I can go to the source and address that, the easier it is for me to kind of stay in that limbo if I have to. So just a few tips, if you are in a state of limbo, gather information, go out and seek information that's gonna help you no matter which way a decision goes. Talk it out, and this is key with someone you trust. Don't go all over your school and all your friends and all your family and start talking about the person behind their back. We're adults here. Have a trusted friend or two, talk to them, and then and then stop it there. Because when I was talking about making up stories in your head, if you're making up these stories and you start, I don't know, spreading rumors or talking to someone and saying things that aren't true, now you're flipping the coin and making the other person look bad. And that, my friends, never pays off. So talk it out with a trusted friend or two. Pay attention to your self-talk and how you're talking to yourselves. Make sure you're not pulling yourself back or beating yourself up. Um, label it, label it, label it, label it and say, I'm in a state of limbo. This is uncomfortable. And then finally, think about the challenges of, you know, what's to come. And if you can't solve the immediate problem, start thinking through the challenges and how you're going to handle them. If you do have those challenges being proactive, I really hope that this is touching someone today. Maybe you don't struggle with limbo. Um, I think that you're probably a, a rare person, a unicorn if you don't. I think in schools, we have so much as educators coming at us and so many decisions we constantly have to be making. So I hope this you know episode really helps you in that limbo state of mind. Again, I would love to have you as part of the E2E membership site. It's very affordable. Head over to educatorstoeducators.com for even more in-depth content just like this. Until next time, my friends, keep on teaching on.